reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events, Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Sea Space City Podcast. It is Brian and the star of our show, Mr. Alan Gonzalez. Hello, everybody. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. You know, it's a pretty long Easter weekend. You know, I didn't really have all these plans going, but at the end of the day, we got stuck doing a project and... Man, I have a I have to confession, man, that NASCAR take that I, I had with you and Elliot about fixing sports a couple weeks ago. Maybe having uniform cars is actually a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. Yeah. But we're going to start off with the name of the podcast. Yes. C Space City. And that's S dot E dot E dot Space City. You want to give us a little explanation of what that means? So sports. Entertainment events. Beautiful. S-E-E is what C will stand for in this case. And, you know, it, it can be like what we're seeing in like sports, what we see in entertainment or, you know, just either world events or, you know, m- main events, you know, or, you know, stuff like main that. Main events. Premium live events. Let's call it like that. Premium after, live after, events. After a concept change in the industry (laughs) i like that so there's a lot of stuff coming up and let's let's talk about your background a little bit i'm just a you know dumbass podcast host and (laughs) studio runner and producer here at the dirty dina studio hey we we play a lot of poker around here and you know after we play a lot of trivia you know you're you're a pretty bright cookie you know you definitely well, listen. Pick, pick some poker winners, and then you also kick our ass in uh, trivia. Afterwards. Listen, you don't need to stroke my ego, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> Your background, you you have a degree in SEE. So I went to school in Denver, Colorado. I found this university through this program called AVID in High School. This program targeted first generation high school students to find them higher education or just help them, you know, explore those avenues. And Johnson and Wales, um, you know, they came in, gave a pretty good presentation, and then, um, and then I got some mail from Johnson and Wales, and in one of these uh, mail letters, they offered a trip out to Denver. Why not? Let's take a trip out there. Eighteen years old, flying out to Denver, first time, you know, flying in the United States. I have flown out to Mexico or, you know, driven out to Mexico, but Whoa, somebody was an international, yeah, traveler. international before, traveler, you know, before, before domestic travel, before domestic, <laughs> man, I don't know if you've ever been, but when, when you land in the airport and you go towards the exit, whether it's like hotel, um, service shuttles, right. Or taxis, the mountain landscape and just like plane lands for as far as you can see. So it's like hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, I need to come here because it's so beautiful. It's like so much nature, right? It's it's a really good state. So what was the degree you ended up getting from Johnson & Wales? Because I think that's what ties into the... Yes. So I got a Bachelor's of Arts and Sciences in sports marketing, sports entertainment, and events. I came back to Houston 
and slowly I kind of got an interest in taking people to events. So whether it was family members, whether it was like concerts or comedy events, it's a new experiences that, you know, whether you're usually just sitting in the main audience, right? But what I like to do is offer a sweet experience or, you know, something that can have everything included where it's like your meal and your drinks for the night. So it's a little bit more expensive than your regular ticket. But I think it's something that's really worth it if it's something that you're planning out for a long time. And you can just, if you make the commitment, you know, you can know that you're going to have a pretty good night. I mean, when we went to Royal Rumble. I, I don't know that I can do Minute Maid Park not in a suite yeah. after my first time being there in a suite. Mm -hmm. That was pretty fantastic. You you coordinated um, when we got XFL season tickets. Yes. You know, you've developed a bit of a contact network with the stadiums and the leagues around here. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to go out and, you know, just ask people what what's you know, what's the deal with what's going on in the city, you know. I mean what are what is the worst you're gonna get? A no answer and you know what's the best you're gonna get? You're gonna get an email back or something, you know. So right. you know, whether it's finding somebody for XFL or somebody who can help us in Minute Maid or with the Rockets or you know, it's just send an email. I mean, we don't want to go see the Rockets. Well, not the Rockets necessarily, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, to get in there for events. Yeah. Like I said, you've done, you coordinated our whole Royal Rumble trip. Yeah. You coordinated XFL tickets. What are some of the other events that you've uh, set up with people? So, like I said earlier, for family, my sister actually took me to a J. Cole uh, concert one time, and that kind of sparked that interest of, you know, hitting up Toyota for the next, you know, event that would come into town and being like, what are our options? Because she bought like two different ticket packages, or not packages, but like sets of tickets. So like we were sitting in one area and then she was sitting on the other side of the stadium. So yeah. one thing leads to another. And from there, we then booked like Gabriel Iglesias and then eventually... um what was it? Survivor Series first came to town. So Elimination el Chamber. No, WWE Survivor Series. I remember this because like the main event was really wonky where like Triple H's team obliterated Shane's team. And then Triple H was like, hey guys, he's my brother-in-law. Let me handle this. Just pedigrees him. And it's like, all right, one, two, three, yeah. let's go. And I was really heated because it's like, what kind of main event is this? I want my money back. You know how it is, right? But go home, heat. So after that, then we did Elimination Chamber. And when I took my cousins, we sat in the Heineken Club and they spotted you in the crowd. Yeah. So, you know, that spark, you know, I guess this relationship would be like, hey, you know, well, you like wrestling. We like wrestling, you know. Let's all go together. Let's all go together. <laughs> and, you know, you invite uh, us to poker. We come a couple times and a few things here and there, you know. And, you know, it's a pretty good friendship. Right. Bad Bunny was one you also put together, wasn't it? You got yes. For that? So after the pandemic, I think the, the first big event that I went to was UFC. That was really fun because... I had never been to a UFC event. Again, we went to the Heineken Club. It was probably two groups. The atmosphere gets so electric. I mean, you're in there for so many fights. Once once the main main fights start, I mean, everybody's in there ready to go. They're so ready to go. There's people they're fighting half in the dozen crowds. Heineken's in. <laughs> they're half a dozen Heineken's in. They're, they're fighting in the crowds. It's like, hey, you touch my girl, whatever, you know? You're looking at me funny, bud, you know? 
You're it's, starting to touch on more of the reasons why I don't like you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and more more of that reason is why I actually, you know, when we did go to UFC and we saw that happening, it's like, well, I guess this is a benefit of, you know, having this a little bit more private seating. Right. You can still be in the atmosphere. You still feel the electricity. You still feel everything. But it's like, I don't have to worry about somebody, you know, sucker punching me behind me or something. <laughs> After that, everything started opening up a little bit more. Um, me, Ricky, and my brother then eventually went to an AEW show last May. So that's 21. Previously, though, when we were, you just mentioned this before we started, that you got a notification about last year's WrestleMania. And I just remember saying that I don't remember what happened in last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> but Bad Bunny performed at last year's WrestleMania. And, you know, because it was a pandemic, Bad Bunny had performed, I think it was Royal Rumble or SummerSlam. SummerSlam, right? He had the Rumble. Booker T song or Rumble? Rumble. So he performed the song and then he also performed in the Rumble or no? Yes. So that Miz came out and destroyed Bad Bunny's DJ set. Yeah. And that's what sparked the Mania match. Okay. And I think he was at the Rumble. And okay. So long story short, Bad Bunny does his thing at WrestleMania. I was really impressed. You know, most celebrity performances aren't what that was. And, you know, Johnny Knoxville and Pam McAfee did deliver, you know, this year. So I guess there's a new standard set, you know, when you're the bunny. But <laughs> that tour was announced that, that night, and it was almost immediately sold out. Yeah. So, you know, I hit up some people, see if they wanted to go. A couple people were like, yeah, we're interested. I hit up my contacts in Toyota Center, and they were like, yep, I think this is this is happening. There's actually so much demand. We're going to add a second night. So, you know, I was able to get in for the first night. So we actually had a pretty packed house in there. It's it's pretty fun whenever you know everybody that's going. And, you know, there's uh, actually my Beaumont group um, was the one that took the majority of my tickets. But, hey, <laughs> as long as I can, I can get, them sold. get them sold, you know, uh, I'm I'm one happy goer. And I like that you, you do that whole coordination thing. I mean, WrestleMania was in Dallas this year and. You we, did the legwork. And I mean, like, you know, like I said, you know, you, you don't lose nothing with asking. And yeah. when the end of the pandemic was happening last year, WrestleMania was in Tampa. Mm -hmm. So um, for 2020, after we went to Royal Rumble, they announced that, you know, WrestleMania was going to be in Tampa. So, you know, you don't lose anything with asking. So I emailed whoever was in the Buccaneers and, you know, they emailed me back to go to WrestleMania for each ticket for a suite. It's probably like, I think 1500 per person. So, you know, yeah, it's a pretty tough penny. But that being said, whenever WrestleMania came this year, I did, you know, message AT&T Stadium. They did answer. We talked about that prize. We were like, you know, that's a little bit too much, buddy. And especially if it's <laughs> per night. And I'm like, yeah, once the tickets come out and you realize like, well, those tickets are going for not a thousand dollars they're probably like 200 300 it's the end of the pandemic everybody's starting to go out but i don't know what ticket prices were for wrestlemania you know so i mean can i justify a five times payment like increment in the price for i mean the sweet life is pretty sweet it is pretty sweet but is it that sweet is it too yeah. sweet you know <laughs> <laughs> like i see what you did yeah. there thank you yeah and that was my thing if that that price would have been for both nights mm -hmm. It'll probably been a good you, package, right? You might have got me to bite on that because it was like, yeah, heck yes, for two nights in the yeah. suite, 
and like food and beverage, food included. and beverage included. You know, parking. Yeah, let's let's get it going. But to pay twice that plus hotels mm-hmm. plus transportation, it was like, man, I don't have the money to do it. Yeah. Hopefully, one day they'll bring WrestleMania back to Houston. Yeah. And I'll definitely send the the emails, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, with with the way the Texans are going right now, it doesn't hurt to, you know, probably yeah, send one probably out get, there and just get something really we, cheap, you know, in there. Probably season tickets to a suite pretty cheap with the Texans. Right, yeah. I'm going through the list you put down. Yeah. To see there's a lot of stuff just coming up, coming to town, stuff that's interesting. We were watching a game tonight for a little bit. We're going to watch it when we're done with this. Yeah, it's the first it's weekend. USFL opening weekend. I mean, hey, with I mean, when XFL started here, and you talked about it earlier, um, when the XFL started here, I wasn't sure what to expect from the atmosphere there, from the crowd there. I had only been to high school football. It can get pretty good around here. Oh, yeah. The fans took to the to the roughnecks like oh. blue you know everybody oh, yeah. everybody was decked out in gear and decals and like the oil oil hat oil fuel hats you know I mean, people were showing up yeah. in their work clothes because they were actual <laughs> roughnecks like you saw so many high-vis stripes in yeah. the stands it was great yeah it was like well this is easy <laughs> like it was i thought that was genius on the part of the xfl mm-hmm. to name the team and brand the team was something that would resonate yeah. in the city. It was pretty good action. And what we saw, I mean, it was who we see. It was New Orleans versus... Oh, just now? Yeah, New just Orleans now. versus Philly. Philly. Um, it was pretty good action. You know, the the quarterbacks were hurting. You know, I mean, that gets you into it. You know, good tackling. Hey, I mean, the, the one touchdown, the guy bobbled it like three times. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know some of the drone footage, the the first kick uh, field goal was that drone footage was pretty bad. But you know, like everything, it's your first take, and then your second take's gonna be better. And I saw the drone footage for uh, the gamblers; they recovered a ball like around the ten, and they just ran that back all the way. And that was some pretty good drone footage, you know. So take one might be bad, take two's gonna be better. I mean, with all the stuff coming. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good year for sports. I mean, you have spring football right now and MLB starting out. You know, the Astros are, you know, five and four. So that's that's a little shaky. But, you know, hopefully the boys can get it together. You know, it's the season. There's 162 games. It's only 180, 180, you know, whatever. (laughs) So and then after that, I mean, we're going to have, I think, what's going to be one of the most awesome falls in history so we're gonna have nfl football start in september and you know that's gonna lead us all the way to the world cup in november that's gonna be my favorite part of the year because it's gonna be almost kind of that edge of playoff football right thanksgiving football and the weekend of black friday is gonna be i think england versus usa i think either poland versus mexico or Argentina versus Mexico, one of those two. So it's going to be main events every, like, in the morning. Because it's going to be in Qatar, so I don't know what the time difference is yet. So, I mean... Oh, I thought you wrote down World Cup 22. I was like, oh, it's... I didn't think it was coming here this year. No, it's it's, it's not (laughs) happening until 26. So actually a good reason why I wanted to start the podcast, you know, now is... You know, maybe in four years we can de- be doing a podcast in the World Cup or something, right. or getting like that. You know, but it's just a start, so we'll see where where this road takes us. 
And that kind of brings, you know, our our focus for the podcast is going to be about, you know, stuff that's happening, events, sports. You know, you're a big AEW fan. It's it's a hobby that we like, you know, we don't have to know that we know it's fake, you know, nobody has to come and tell us that. Right. But the investment that you put emotionally into the characters, right? And then to have a company that with AEW, they started I think a year before the pandemic. Everything's first run, you know. Everything can be a little shaky, but you know, you get a couple good names in there and you get the ball rolling. When we went with the uh, Ricky, the the first match was uh, John Moxie and Eddie Kingston versus uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Those new guys were at that point starters, like you know, fresh fresh off WWE because right. they didn't make the cut or whatever. They were cut from NXT. Fast forward to what's going to happen probably this year. Those guys are now in a faction with the one of the hottest guys that was running then last year. Chris Jericho. You you never know when you're there. Like while you're there, you don't know what the story's gonna be. But once you leave, you're like, wow, I was part of, you know, <laughs> the acapella, you know, of Judas. That was that was a pretty cool moment when you think about it. But you know, WWE has I I did say that, you know, the Survivor series was a bad uh bad taste in the mouth, but the start of Kofi Mania happened at Elimination Chamber. Chamber yeah. So, you know, there's some pretty cool moments that happen when you go to these things. And hopefully whenever we go back in May, it'll be pretty good. It's, it's going to be a road to double or nothing in Vegas. So I'm trying to do this also for WWE, where it's like not judging the stories that they're giving you. Just try to enjoy it. Yeah. But it's hard not it's to tough. judge some of the storylines WWE gives you. I hadn't watched hardly any WWE since they cut Braun Strowman. Yeah. Like that was that was the straw that broke the camel. That broke the camel's back. I was like, no, I'm done. I might have watched a little bit because they still hadn't cut Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then they cut him and I'm like, absolutely not. I mean and I'm and- done. Like Somebody has fresh ideas, fresh character, does interesting things, and then they drop him because he doesn't want to... It kind of came out that he didn't want to play ball with some of the stupidity that Vince was giving him. Hmm. And unfortunately, you argue with the boss, that's what's going to happen. We've talked about it before. The creative process, you're pleasing an audience of one. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, one of the good things that I liked about a podcast like the New Day podcast, whenever they were still producing it, those boys gave up on that, unfortunately. It hurts. But it hurts. It was a good podcast. It was very good. Even even when they were just talking about nothing. Yeah. Because you just felt, and it was something that we were talking about yesterday with WNBA, right? It gives you that connection to those people that you're watching. Rather than us going on about WWE. Because yeah. we have so future, done future, future events that are coming up, I guess, in May, I like I said, uh, me and my brother and my cousin are going to be going to AEW. And then after that, I think in September, Daddy Yankee announced his final tour. So, again, my Beaumont group hit me up and, you know, I tried to hook them up. I had forgotten about the option for the Heineken Club for the Bad Bunny concert. So I'm trying to get them into the now rebranded Michelob Club. Oh, Michelob, huh? Yeah. They they did a big deal with uh, 50 Cent. So 50 Cent is going to, I don't know, you know he has a liquor line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he moved probably down to Houston. They all have them. Yeah. 
Um, so he he's gonna get the red and white or red red wine suite. They're gonna rebrand a big portion to for him pretty much. Okay. And um I mean the the Rockets are Fertitta's doing some pretty good deals. They the NBA finally is allowing gambling, so DraftKings actually got us moved from our bad bunny suite. You know, that had gave us a little bit of perks with um the gentle with the gentleman that moved me, but it was a pretty good uh good information to know that uh maybe in the future you're we're gonna be allowed to place bets, you know. Right. In in the Toyota Center. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I mean you know. So the problem in that is not gonna be the NBA. Yeah. Gambling that in is going Texas? to be the state of Texas. Yeah, because what they did is they, they produced, I forget if it was legislation or if it was a Supreme Court ruling, mm-hmm. but it opened up that states could determine if they would legalize sports gambling. Whereas before, it had been a federal thing with New Jersey, Atlantic City, and Las Vegas, like in Nevada, being the exceptions. Yeah. So it's a slow process with when it comes to like gambling being legalized in the state. At the end of the day, day it's just where the profits, like the tax profits, are going to be divided, right? Yeah. So going to Colorado, one of the better things is like the marijuana legalization. It was multi-step, where it's like, all right, the first tax incentives are like going to schools, and then like the second one is going back to like roads, you know, and. You know, after so many layers, eventually the government, I'm pretty sure they're getting their cut from whatever they're saying, like, this is going to go to schools, this is going to go to roads. But, you know, they'll eventually start getting more of that bigger cut eventually. Well, and I read an article like a year or so into that. Mm. And they were like, yeah, we've got more money than we know what to do with off of these taxes because everybody's just going up there and buying legal weed. I mean, if they ended the war on drugs, you know, the cartels would have to come over here and set up shops and be like, hey. (laughs) Just buy it from us because it's like the know. mob opening pizza shops. <laughs> All of a sudden, they realize well, they have to go legit. <laughs> we're making more making pizza than we are selling drugs and hookers. Like, yeah. okay, I guess we'll go legit. And like, I think in Oklahoma, they they just uh, legalized it, so they're they're starting the process of opening shops. And you know, some of them look like they're like side of the road or whatever. And, you know, that's just, like, that's the first version, you know. And in Colorado... Big owls, fireworks, and blunts. <laughs> take them before you go back into Oklahoma, you know, because in the rural parts, you know, there not might be much connection or something. <laughs> but in some of the shops, I mean, it's almost like going into an Apple store. Just the way everything is sleekly set up, you know, marble, you know, cabinets or whatever, you know. It's just the money would be there. For the investors that want to invest, you know, and the profits are going to also be there. So absolutely, that goes for for weed and gambling. You know, whenever whenever they decide to, you know, free up those gates. But moving forward with this podcast, the plan is to cover sports events, all the stuff that's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be so many things happening. you 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 said that you thought the World Cup uh twenty two was here. That's no, that's in uh four years. You know, so like, just what's gonna happen with soccer? The the ramping up that should happen. You know, I think it would be interesting to kind of just 
document what does happen you know i I jotted down you know possibility of travel and like youtube clips you know with work you know i'm i'm free to go to different cities you know i i I don't mind working you know a couple days in that city and then you know seeing what's what's happening there you know um i think mexico is going to play a game in arizona i think in june or july it's just a preparation for the world cup but it's going to be against uruguay and that's a pretty good i think that's a pretty good game i haven't talked to my friend joe about going up there but you know that would probably be a good uh travel episode to do absolutely yeah so i did promise that we'd get back to your uh nascar take yeah so what was the project that you were doing that led you to your customization uh, <laughs> conclusion? So this weekend, uh, my sister's boyfriend messaged messaged us about helping him wrap his truck, and you know, we said sure, why not? You know, we're it's the weekend. We're not, you know, I didn't have many plans going. Just the tear down from like bumper. The the hood, the rear bumper, tail lights, you know, make sure you keep all the bolts, everything, <laughs> uh, take off the door, you know, whatever, take off the bed. I mean, it's a lot of work. I, it was our first run through, so it took us uh, three days. We, we ended around like four. Man, I mean, I, it gives me an appreciation for like what the people were doing back in the day where... You know, you t- tore apart your vehicle and, you know, you had to, you had to know that this part's going to make me go a little bit faster and, you know, I had to have to be able to get to it so fast. Man, yeah, my take about like, you know, yeah, let's race a Mustang or whatever, you know, against a Challenger, you know, and we'll just customize it. You know, I mean, that being said, you know, the guys who do who would be doing the NASCAR are professionals. They know how to take everything apart, you know, multiple times. That's what they do with, you know, their every day, you know. That's the key thing. That's the key thing, right? Professionals doing it, not, you know, us on a weekend. So. Those guys are not weekend warriors. Yeah. (laughs) Those guys are, are definitely heavy hitters, heavy lifters. So it was a fun project. I mean, it gives you the appreciation of, you know, when somebody quotes you for a job, you know, it's like, well, is this worth it? You know, am I going to be able to one, do it? And, you know, do I have the patience to do it all? So, you know, my truck's pretty beat up and I had some door issues a, a couple months ago. My door like just fell out of the frame somehow. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. You know, the the I took it to the a shop right here by the Shipley Donuts down the street, and you know they quoted me for like four thousand to you know take off oh. I, all the bumps out. I have a pretty bumpy truck. If you if you actually look at it, it's pretty beat up. Well, if you but stop it, bumping it runs into good. people, I don't hit people. I hit things. Things. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take all those bumps out. So maybe 4,000, you know, for semi looking new truck, you know, with a clean coat of paint, you know, would be pretty, pretty worth it, you know, but I don't know how much they would have charged my sister's boyfriend for doing this truck. So, you know, us cracking three days, you know, maybe it was pretty worth it. And it's a learning experience, you know? Right. Yeah. What would be the conclusion to the tape? Would I want customizable cars in NASCAR? I think, yeah. I mean, those guys are the professionals, right? So I think even the wrapping of a car, that takes some time and it kind of gives you, like, if you do a good job, it gives you pride in the work and you see all the intricacies. So I feel like 
it probably would be a good idea to have custom more more customizable cars like like that in NASCAR. I mean, the sponsors probably wouldn't be happy. If, I mean, I, I wouldn't say the sponsors wouldn't be happy. I feel the the person doing the paint job wouldn't be happy about having to do, you know, a custom wrap job on a Mustang or whatever, right? And then also including all the sponsors. They do them a lot, though. I mean, these guys, they change their cars even for, like, right? week to week sometimes. I mean, and then again, these are professionals. They have professional wrapping, you know, mm -hmm. machines that make good film, you know. So it, it should be able to work out. I mean, it's like... Hand of the race car, just yeah. in the garage. So, okay, guys, we're going to take this one this week. While we're at the track, you go ahead and wrap next week's car. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be a, a good um, good change-up to NASCAR. So, I think that we are through episode one. Okay. I think we're going to go watch a little USFL. Yeah. I think we might, uh, I, I might, I might be tempted to take a trip to Birmingham to go see one of these games here before the season's out. The November part of this upcoming year, right, with uh, football, World Cup, and then in the start of 23, we're going to have the XFL, and hopefully by then, the USFL is not in Birmingham and is actually, you know, having games somewhere here. I don't know where they would have them here. If, I, I don't want to say the Gamblers have a contract with Tadeku Stadium, but... The XFL is relaunching, and they what stadium? TDECU. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if the Gamblers were to play, you know, right there at the U of H campus, it wouldn't be bad. But if the XF, because I think the Patriots and the Oilers made a big deal about the oh yeah, they were, logo yeah, which is so I don't know if ridiculous. the if we'll will survive the litigation, but I mean, for what it's worth. The Rock and whoever redesigned their logo apparently got into hot water with like some soccer female soccer players about yeah that's too much like our logo or something like that so it's there's a passing resemblance to me but I also I like the old XFL logo yeah it, like it, I didn't, it didn't, it look didn't bad. need redesigned sometimes I feel like there's some excessive rebranding. Yeah, that happens, but I don't know. We'll see how it all turns out. Maybe, maybe they'll get sued and have to go back to the old XFL logo. Hopefully, that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. Just, well, yeah, just kidding, Rocky. Just kidding, Rocky. <laughs> just like I don't, I don't want the Roughnecks to one go away. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're the we're the defending champs. The way I look at it, right? Undefeated, millennial champs. Yeah. I mean, undefeated. You know, it's like. I forgot which wrestler it was, but he he like got jumped before going into the Royal Rumble, so he was like, "I was never eliminated." He had like a there's been a couple of those yeah. that was their gimmick. Curtis Axel, I think. Was yes, yes, person. yes. Right, yes. We'll see how the year goes. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Sea Space City, a Dirty Dina Studio production. Check us out on social media, Alan at Space City. RE is my Twitter handle. If you might want to go to Daddy Yankee concert in September, let me know. Hit me up on the Twitter and, you know, we'll see what we can get you. And then hit me up on Twitter at this underscore those. That is the this podcast is none of those things Twitter, but it's also the only one I have. So, and I think I have a Twitch, but we'll talk about that maybe in a later stream. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys for coming into episode one, clicking the download, clicking the listen. If you like it, subscribe, hit the heart so you can get the notifications for whenever we do these things. And, you know, I'm not sure what consistency we'll do them, but we'll do them. And tell your friends. Please, share them. (laughs) So, until next time, we're going to go out and see Space City. Woo!